Hey, humanoids. On today's episode of The Masked Man Show, we're going to talk about what the WWE is doing wrong or right, maybe, with Roman Reigns after Backlash. We're going to run through the entire Backlash card, and we're going to check out how Money in the Bank is already shaping up. As always, we're brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Ringer NBA show for all things NBA playoffs. Also, if you're a Westworld fan, or even if you aren't, check out Westworld The Recapables, hosted by yours truly. So be sure to subscribe to Westworld The Recapables wherever you get your podcast, And be sure to check out TheRinger.com. It's a fantastic website. Now, hit the damn music. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Russ Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. Sitting next to me, as always, more or less always, ah. is Dave Schilling. But sitting across from me, making his triumphant return dun, 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 dun. to the squared circle, the Silver Lake heartthrob, <laughs> Steve Kazee. Hey. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How Welcome are you? Back. Thank you, thank you. How thank was uh, you. New York and Chicago? Where have you been? I was in New York for a little while, Chicago for a little while. Happy uh, to be back in L.A.? I'm so happy to be back in L.A. Yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely. What's the what, what did you miss the most? Uh, Mexican food, I think. <laughs> yeah, they have Mexican food in New York. Uh, not very good. Yeah, to be I know. Honest. It tastes it's like really crap. Bad. It's not there's, there, it's better now than it was when I moved there. But I was just eating like I was like desperately when, when I moved there, desperately seeking out just the trashiest tacos just to get that a little bit of that taste. Yeah, New York pizza, always pizza. Los Angeles Mexican food, always. <laughs> my my <laughs> dream always pizza. No, 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 no. What about a hot dog, bud? No, bud. People always try to bring <laughs> no, bud. like the tacos to New York and you know the New York pizza to LA. It never works. My dream no. is to move back to New York and open an LA style pizza restaurant Ooh. that just nobody wants to go to. <laughs> I've but heard it's this story just, before. It's kitschy enough. <laughs> Come on. I told you it's off called the mic. California Pizza Kitchen. It already exists. <laughs> Get out of here. No, nah, it's that's, great. That's too good. Okay, listen, a lot of big stuff happened in the wrestling world this week, so much that I uh, don't even remember what happened at Backlash. But we will talk about Backlash. We're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown and our, the, the already looming money in the bank pay-per-view. We've got some people that have earned their way in already. Um, no big outside of the ring news this week, although um, uh, you know a lot of people are, uh, after Backlash, once again talking about what the hell WWE is doing with Roman Reigns? Would you say there's been a backlash against Roman Reigns? <laughs> it's an hey, ap- he's yeah, back. He's it's back. Good. Yeah, it's good. He's back. Wow. Very aptly named pay-per-view. <laughs> good um, New York Post had a piece uh, just the other day about how it's titled, It's Time WWE Makes a Significant Roman Reigns Change. Um, Meltzer was talking on, uh, on his podcast, I believe, about... Uh, uh, or, or yeah, about what WWE's booking decisions are. I mean, I don't think he was breaking news, but he said that they're trying to tell the story, and I can't believe it because they've been trying for a couple of months, but they're still trying to tell the story that Roman Reigns is Daniel Bryan and management is screwing him over, 
and that's why he's not the champion, but nobody buys it. They already did this. No, I know. I think that he's just ex- he he is just saying a thing that we all. That no, I know. I'm just I'm just like shocked that they're doing it again. That this is this is the 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 path that they're going to take to try to get him over. To have him lose at the Greatest Royal Rumble in the way that he did with like a, a sketchy referee decision. And then have Brock Lesnar just not appear on television for the next three months is a really weird look. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, the, the, whole, the whole thing has been very strange. I think we simply know too much. And by knowing so much about how the levers are pulled, even though we don't know that much, we know enough, you can see when they're trying to manipulate you. And wrestling, I said this on Twitter, wrestling works best when you don't know you're being manipulated. Sure. And in some ways, I mean, you can make a sort of, you know, pointed, ironic case that that's that, you know, everyone hating Roman Reigns falls into that you're getting worked bro territory. Right. I mean, that like they that if WWE is if people if they're just sort of giggling backstage at the booze that he's getting, um, then I guess people are being manipulated and don't really realize it. But it's not a beneficial version of that. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine anyone. In the backstage area at, at Gorilla thinking, oh, it was really great that everybody said this is boring over our main event. Yeah. But, you know, I I think maybe you even tweeted this. Like, it's not really affecting the bottom line of the company at this point. Mm-hmm. No, because and, they're and so, so diversified. What's, what's your, you know, what's your motivation to change? Aesthetics? Yeah, but still, like, what's the aesthetic of it? Like, you're literally, people are still coming just to boo. Like, we were just talking off the mic about people are paying thousands of dollars to sit ringside at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and boo. Like, yeah. who's the idiot? Idiot. Well, <laughs> let's let's talk about, like, why people are going right. to see a wrestling show. Because the idea of a top draw, top babyface, whatever, or top heel is they are convincing the audience to pay money to come see them either win or lose. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, on down the line. Is Roman Reigns really affecting the bottom line in any way? Or could it be literally anyone? Could it be you, Steve? I wish. In the main event at WrestleMania? Yeah, there's a couple of things to tease out here. One is, I mean... It's impossible to kind of to break everything up because Raw is three hours long. I mean, right. you can look at quarter hour ratings or whatever, but like, you know, if they, I guess if they said, if they, if it was like an Austin McMahon thing, if they're going to go all in on Reigns and it was like next week, Roman finally comes face to face with Stephanie to hash out their differences. And we know that's going to be in the main event slot. We know it's going to be the story of the whole episode. And just for the sake of argument, three quarters of the roster is touring through Japan or something, you know, like we know that Roman Reigns is owning a show. Is that going to, will ratings be affected positively or negatively? The other thing is that for, I mean, for the bottom line argument, yeah, he's selling merch, you know, I mean, kids love him, you know, I mean, casual fans, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of them, I know from talking to people, people like Roman Reigns, he looks like a wrestler, you know, he's whatever. Uh, He's got, he's definitely got a certain sort of charisma. Um, But like, would that bottom line, the way that they're making money now, be affected if they wrote a storyline, if they wrote changed the storyline so that like pe- fans like us were more into it? I don't. I think that that's that's a better question because I don't think that making him interesting to me would make a kid not want to buy his shirt. 
Well, I, you know, it's, I think it's that same Cena fear, isn't it? Like, it's like the reason that Cena will never be a heel because there's mm-hmm. just too much, there's too much invested in the other side of it. And I think they've pushed so hard and they've painted themselves in the corner that the logical thing to do is to heal him and like go with the booze. Yeah. But they can't do that. So they keep trying to like do this underdog thing. And the only way that's ever going to work, by the way, the, the only fix for this entire problem is a Mr. McMahon return, but a long return. Yeah. Like an Austin McMahon situation where you, because Vince is still the ultimate heel like he's just the raw 25 thing like mm-hmm. he came out and did that whole big speech about how much he loves you and then he turned it at the last moment and the audience went crazy for it yeah. so he's still the ultimate heel in that company but he's not and i don't think he has any desire to be a weekly i don't think he persona. can i don't yeah. think right. he can i right. think he's so old that and, that he, would be and he has grind. so much, and he's so it's uh, the the brief returns are so powerful now yeah. to have him come out and get headbutted by ko or whatever i mean that's yeah. like that's worth that's almost worth more than having him be a weekly character yeah yeah, um, but I agree. I mean, they, it, it seems like they have to do something, something pretty dramatic. They don't have a bad guy there to match him week in, week out. Because, yeah. like you said, Lesnar's gone for three months. Samoa Joe is an interesting, but like you just like get the sense that Samoa Joe is just going to like run right through him, you know? And he's well, too cool. He, yeah. Uh, well, that's but that, I think that bring, bringing it circling back to backlash. My biggest problem with the with the way they booked Roman Reigns, I have two. One that they put on that match in the main event spot when they like I don't even know what the thinking was. Like you know no. he's going to get booed unless this is all part of some, you know, diabolical plan. And you had a WWE championship match on the card with no clean finish though. Maybe they thought let's let's put on a clean finish in the main event and not a double. I, I know right. I understand the logic, but I still I still think you I still think you put them on the other in the reverse order just for the sake of like making it seem like real sports. You have sure. a title match, put right. it on last, yeah. right? And then that, and then also like I don't you know Brock Lesnar is not on my like you know personal fave five or anything, no. but to see Samoa Joe sort of get the Dwayne Johnson treatment of like I mean we're booing you just because you're in proximity to Roman Reigns was just. It was that that just felt terrible. Yeah, I mean Joe is Joe is one of the MVPs of the company right now for sure. Yeah, but they set him up to fail because they made him do a fifteen minute headlock in that match, and they literally they set everyone the, up to fail against yeah. Roman Reigns. Well, they also set him up to fail because they did the superstar shakeup, and then we and then I think by the end of the Greatest Royal Rumble, it was pretty clear that like there was going to be no title swapping between shows. There, like all of these teases were just gonna, or just teases. Yeah, so. There wasn't really any feeling he was going to win. That said, earlier in the night, we got The Miz versus Seth Rollins in a match where we all felt like 99% sure Rollins was going to retain. And they put on a freaking like Ring of Honor style, kicking out of a million different finishes. Great, great match. Yeah. Well, that's and the they, magic. And, and that's how you do it. If you're a good wrestler, you can, you can, it doesn't matter if you go in knowing who's going to win and you, and it ends up with that you're right. It's that drama in the moment that makes you like just really like you're so in on the match that you believe anything could happen but this for is, five minutes. This is why Roman Reigns is poison in his current uh, situation because they did that match at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. He kicked out of like five mm-hmm. F5s. Yeah. And and uh, Lesnar kicked out of a couple spears, right? Yeah. They No one bought the, the false finishes because everyone knew Roman Reigns was going to win. Yeah. Because they don't realize that the way that they booked him has taken all the drama out of all of yeah. his matches. And so, yes, people are going to say this is boring because they know Roman Reigns is going to win. And yeah. when he still loses sometimes to Brock Lesnar, it's not like, oh, we're so excited he lost. It's, what? Right. <laughs> huh? It's, that was the vibe when we left WrestleMania was, 
What? It's very strange. And now we're in a place before we hit backlash point by point, but but now we're in a place where he's apparently feuding with Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Who's gonna get I cheered mean, too? This is right. the, yeah, this is this is the <laughs> ultimate stare down. Like this this is the game of chicken that WWE is playing with its audience. Like, are you really gonna boo Roman Reigns? When we put him in the ring with the <laughs> only guy you could possibly hate more. Yes. Yes, they will. That is the craziest thing. There is no wrestler on the on the roster right now that they will not cheer if he's wrestling Roman Reigns. I agree. It's going to be wise. Curtis Hawkins would be like literally a huge baby over. face. Huge Massive baby face. face. It'll be an interesting gambit. They're it's, set up to fail, man. I mean, if they have the balls to put that match on last which they won't because it's money in the bank and there's you know a bigger moment to, to save I'm sure but like that would be nuts until got- until somebody comes along that can take over that place that he is taking over from Cena this is not going to change I right. promise you. But they definitely, I mean, it's a totally different company than it was when Cena was it at his peak. It is. They have a this, lot more talent. But it's the same, big. right, but who else do they have on that roster that they can market to kids? Daniel like, Bryan, but he's still, I mean, I, I Seth Rollins. Seth Stro- Rollins. Strowman literally wrestled a yeah. tag match with a child. I know, I know. But yeah. still, though, I and still I, think I, a kid is like still kind of afraid of Braun Strowman. Yeah, you know? a little bit. Sure. Roman Reigns looks like a superhero. He looks like an action hero. But it almost he looks like an action figure. almost doesn't even matter at this point because, yeah. as you said, the roster is so stacked that... If you're going to WrestleMania, maybe you're buying a ticket to see AJ Styles. Maybe right. you're buying a ticket to see Charlotte. Maybe right. you're buying a ticket to see the Usos. Who cares? Right. You don't need a top guy anymore. You just need stories that are interesting. Well, let me ask you this, though. When you're watching a Roman Reigns match, like if, if you can clear your mind of all of your prejudice, because I have just as much, but like when he comes out, it is a massive reaction. Mm-hmm. Be it boos or cheers, it's hard to tell. A lot of times it just sounds like agonized screaming. <laughs> like yeah. it usually just sounds like somebody like losing their mind screaming. So isn't that what you want at the end of the day? And like, aren't we all being smarks about it and like sort of like I'm overanalyzing sure. and, and, and it's and, and I've, you know, we've said it before, but the, but I mean, if you go watch the Raw main event, Reigns was working heel. I mean, either just even his like little mannerisms now or where he just stands in the ring and flips his hair back or right. he's just he's there's a lot of heel in what he does. Half his promos. I mean, but they go back and forth. But I mean, he cut some real heel promos. I, the the reaction is is real. But I think that what people are complaining about. I mean, there's a lot of different things people are complaining about. But if if you had to whittle it down to one, I mean, you're an actor. It's like yeah. if there was, if you took, I mean, what, what show is really big right now? Like what's a West show World. or a movie or yeah, something West like World, that? West something like that. Like if you would just had like an Avengers, an Avengers Infinity War. Right. If, if Thanos had just been played like, like a baby face. If, if, if they had gone in. If if they had just cast Thanos as like upbeat Nathan Lane or something, right. well, that would be a big heel. I mean, I don't know, but like, I mean, you could just any kind of like intense drama. Tom Hanks playing Thanos. <laughs> yeah, Tom, would have been like, wait like a minute, laid back, that guy's like, cool. Yeah, laid right. back Tom Hanks. You right. would ju- it would just be, and if nothing, the script doesn't change, nothing changes. It's a, it's just the whole movie's a mind fuck. Right. This yeah. is what I've always said: is that Roman Reigns cannot play this character that they have given him. Because he's better at playing a different character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about the money. It's not about the reaction. It's about the storytelling from the perspective of in the ring to me watching at home or yeah. in the in the arena. If it doesn't make any sense, if it's depressing or weird or awkward, 
I don't yeah. want to keep watching it. They just cannot find a compelling way to tell the story. And it's, 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 I just don't think it's ever going to Because change. I think they're in a box. And, yeah. and it's a box that Vince McMahon created for the writers saying, this is the guy. Right. And he needs to get all of your attention. Right. And he needs to be popular. And it's your fault that he's not. Right. When really it's the fault of not seeing that they've already created this world that he can't be successful in and that he's probably better at being a heel like most yeah. of the people in his family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's it at the, at the core is that there is, you know, we're, we're so tuned in to the backstage stuff, to the sort of meta drama. And, you know, with Daniel Bryan, the great success of that storyline was that the real life story was the on screen story. Right. Basically it was a parallel. And in this one, it's just like, they're completely contradictory. Yeah. The Roman Reigns isn't an underdog. Roman Reigns is the guy, you know, he's the, he's the chosen one. Right. And unless they figure out a way to line those things up, there's always going to be a big dissonance. All right, let's talk about backlash. We've talked about it a lot, but we can let's run through the card. And if there's anything that that's you know you guys want to talk about, um, we can. I, we talked about Seth Rollins and the Miz. I mean, that was I I, I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch that match because there's been a lot of Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah. But that was a fantastic match. Really great match. Um, the fact that Miz is now going out there and having like four star matches is just sort of insane. Like that he is like he is. We all talked about how much we loved him, how much he's improved. He's a potent, you know, Herzog called him the MVP of last year. The fact that he's continuing to grow into that is just sort of amazing. Yeah. yeah. The one knock against him was his ring work. Yeah. And now it seems like he can do it all. Yeah. And I and there were, there were moments at the beginning of the match where I was like, all right, I'm not it. I wasn't in because they both have a little bit. You know, Rollins post knee surgery and just Miz sort of in general have a little bit of that like slow motion. Yeah. Like we are we are being professional wrestlers style. Yeah. You can kind of see things coming you can whatever. But man, when they got going, that match was just ridiculous. And if you just imagine what that would have been like to watch from the fourth row or something, you know, I mean, it would that that match was just great. Yeah, it was intense. Um, Jeff Hardy retained the U.S. championship against Randy Orton. Any thoughts? Really uh, unpleasant looking swanton bomb to finish where he just landed straight on his stomach. That's like 50% yeah. of the swantons now. I'm, I'm, I'm gotten to the point where I'm not sure if it's accidental or not, but that was a full, that was just a, a back, like a splash, like a back first splash <laughs> onto Randy Orton's chest. I read somewhere that he just, he can't protect you as well as he used to, but he has to keep doing it. Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that was, but anyway, it was, I, I almost wish that they would, that they would, the announcers would go in on it. Just like that was like a what that was the super swanton or something. Right. And he just he just <laughs> right. straight up cannonballed onto Full him. Flat back right yeah, across like, your yeah. chest. Oh, good <laughs> thing um, Randy Orton's taking some time off. Just have they should just like pipe in the sound of like two slide like slabs of beef slapping into one another yeah. or something. That, yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean that was I mean so crazy just to see those guys fighting over a title in 2018. But it was good. Like I like Jeff's been Jeff's been sort of I, yeah. I'm kind of like I'm I kind of don't mind the Jeff Hardy U.S. title run right no, now. I like, don't I don't at all. I think that you know his last run in WWE, he didn't really get to do everything he could have done. He's super duper over. He's very charismatic. It's yeah. in his nickname. And uh, the U.S. titles, it's like whatever. Like give it to somebody who's over. Yeah, it's sort of it's it. sort of an interesting thought experiment to think of what would have happened to him if he had never left because when he was at his peak in WWE uh, like he was you know significantly smaller than all of the other headliners yeah and now he's the same size or bigger than all the headliners and yeah. and the, the, the that he could have been that sort of you know 
Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart transformative figure where like just the, 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 the industry kind of literally reshapes itself to look more like you, you know, we would have wonder if we would have seen him that way. Yeah. I think you could have maybe not had CM Punk at that point Wow, because Jeff Hardy really fit that sort of anti-Cena thing. The anarchist sort yeah, of. Yeah, he's a yeah. cool guy. Yeah. He wouldn't have cut a promo like Yeah, the, he couldn't like have cut the promo. Pipe yeah. bomb, but he, he would have at least maybe made it harder for Punk to get over as well as he did. He's, he's, he's definitely got a little bit more of a natural flow to his promo now. And I think part of that is just working other places and like, you know, just having to get on the mic in front of live crowds. Yeah. At, at a They're way that not you paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you just kind of get comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, maybe we'll be talking more about CM Punk in coming weeks. It's a pregnant tease there. Um, yeah, I heard some things. I'm just going to oh, say it. I heard some things about CM Punk oh, maybe being in a, in a thing, um, all inside of a thing. Uh, Elias um, performed all of the... I, I didn't mind this segment. I kind of like... Meltzer tweeted that that someone was like, what the hell's going on with this show during Backlash? And he was like, it's an experiment. That was the full answer, you know? And, yeah. and I think that... Part of that is the is the having both shows together and like you know the 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 shape of the card, but I did sort of like that we had this sort of like WrestleMania throw everybody out there and to get a pop moment that it, on a regular show. Um, I loved it. My only hang up with <laughs> Me too. it is that you is that there's there's a perceived ceiling to a lot of these sort of you know comical musical gimmicks, right? And the fact that I just had this weird this weird sick sick feeling in my stomach that like. Oh yeah, Vince McMahon thinks all these people have the same gimmick, even though there's like a lot. Like, is is the new day or the new day and Elias really doing the same thing? They're right? like, not dancers, at all. Yeah, <laughs> not um, you know, and like it, like that a dancing gimmick is the same as a singing gimmick. And then separately, there's all this talk that um, that Vince is out, or you know, Vince is putting Rusev and Lana back together because he doesn't see he doesn't he thinks Rusev Day is like a cartoon mid card gimmick that has like a really low ceiling. He's literally the most over thing in the WWE at the moment. Because he didn't come up with it, guys. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's it's weird. Um, well, I have to I have to admit to something because I can always admit when I'm wrong on this great. broadcast. Uh, I am a massive Elias Mark now. <laughs> like, He's really it good. It happened sometime around like three months ago. Yeah, when you were not here, which is funny that like, you just disappeared as soon like, as Elias yeah. became popular. And I was like, ah, oh, I really like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that I think that it would be it would be crazy to to break up Aiden English and Rusev. Although, or I mean, I, part of the thing is that apparently people at WWE don't like Aiden English's look. He's just a stringy pale dude, and there's a whatever. But man. I also am not quite sure how I think that like his he's like an opera singer, but all of his performances are like spoken word, like deaf comedy jam stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, he's rapping now, um, which is which is a weird blurring of the lines I get for that gimmick. But how great would it be if like I mean, if, if you're going to break them up, don't let Aiden English fall into obscurity, like have Rusev like crush his windpipe like Macho Man and Savage or something, yeah, something. Like, like give us a give us a storyline. But I agree with you what you're saying. I mean, obviously, I'm a I'm a. A huge Elias Mark. 
But I love what they've been doing with him and Bobby Roode and just kind of giving him like real matches. You know, yeah. it's not just the it's not just the funny gimmick. No, because he is an incredible performer in the ring. I yeah, think. he's really good. I and he's, he's actually really a pretty, underrated. A, a pretty under, I mean, a surprisingly good uh, performer with the guitar when he was on the after show and just like strumming. Yeah. You know, w- with without trying to project out to the one millionth row, he was like he's a much more competent perform musician than I realized he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's getting his chance to go out there and do his reps. Um, Daniel Bryan and Big Cass, I thought, was booked really well. Yeah. I mean, the Big Cass thing, I still don't quite get. Daniel Bryan going over quickly is a good idea. And then the beat down. All right, fine. Whatever. So they both leave with some heat yep. or whatever. Yeah. Just, as, I mean, we've seen, you know, it's how many times do you see like the big giant and the little guy and like, you know, the bullying? And I, it's like, I get it. I get it. Which but. is funny because then you think about, Another match on this card, Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Oh. The big one is getting bullied. <laughs> that whole speech, like to tie into, like, Yikes. look, I'm all for anti bullying. Okay. Too. But, like, if you do, it's like the old just say no to drugs campaign. Like, it doesn't work because it's so cheesy and so, it, like, on the nose. And she was like getting the booze were raining down as she was yeah, I mean, I, like that, reading that, this prepared statement. It the was, booze weren't as bad as they could have been. But, but yeah, they, they, they had to see that with coming. like a promo yeah. for this anti-bullying thing. It's like, uh, what are you doing to poor Nia Jax? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I was watching that wondering like how much, like is WWE just booking separately for kids and adults at this point? And if yeah, that's just, it's like Roman, something to Roman that. Reigns, Nia Jax. You know, I mean, there's just like this whole subset of things that are like f- that kids just go ape for. And yeah. and we're going to and it, we'll just have we have to sort of like cordon those off. Or what they perceive kids to be. Sure. sure. I mean, Nia Jack's anti-bullying campaign is a little bit of like the eat your vegetables for kids. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, it's a PSA, but it's it, but that's directed towards that audience. Yeah, sure. Take your vitamins. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that I don't think they fully understand what kids in 2018 like. Right. I don't think that they're sitting around thinking about anti-bullying. Well, who's campaigns? got their finger on the pulse of like the youth? 78-year-old Vince McMahon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Triple H says this all the time when he's interviewed about, like, why'd you do that? Like, well, WWE, the main roster, you have to please everybody. Yeah. yeah. But they're not pleasing anyone right now. Yeah. And that's the scary well, part. they're pleasing some people. They're pleasing us because we watch the show, obviously. Um, Carmella defeated... Is there anything else about Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss you want to touch on? I hope they don't wrestle again. They have no chemistry. Yeah, yeah the chemistry like thing there is really weird. Gone. Yeah. Um, uh, Carmella defeated Charlotte. Weird. I loved it. I mean, I'm I'm totally in on Carmella. I think she's a great wrestler for the amount of time she's been in the business. I think she cuts a really good promo. She's got a cool gimmick. Good look. It and is just a little weird that, that Charlotte's losing clean to people at all, though. Yeah. It's a little strange, but it's fine. I mean, Carmella is a, a great character. Yeah, I mean, but Charlotte still being booked is a sort of unstoppable champion. and I mean, not champion, unstoppable figure. So I think it's okay for her to get a clean win just to the— I mean, listen, this is what this, this is what Charlotte Law should be used for, is to get Carmella a little bit more over it, ha- let her have yeah. a gimmick about beating Charlotte. Yeah, right? you're right. Um, if you don't like Carmella, then that's fine. That's your call. But like when you're com- when you when we all complain about, you know, what the Undertaker's WrestleMania losses should be used for, this is the sort of thing. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think Carmella. I still don't know quite what to make of her, you know, in the big picture. But I do think that you know she's she's sort of running with it right now. Yeah, she's she's got it, man. She's a star. Um, AJ Nakamura, double low blow. No one can continue. No contest. 
I like that we're going to see them keep having matches until the end of time, I guess. But this yeah. but this is, uh, I mean, it, it was a pretty good match. We're still waiting for their epic match, I guess, right? Yeah, I suppose so. It's you got to assume that a gimmick is on the way, some sort of gimmick. And I thought, oh, hell in a cell, hell in a cell, right? Well, that's not for months. Maybe it's like a nut slapping match or something like. <laughs> I, I am like a little over the low blows at this point. I thought you know, the, like, the 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 trading them was hilarious. The yeah. double was hilarious. The, that being the finish, I didn't like. But, but like, but let's be done now. It was a good match up until that point too. Although I did think his promo on SmackDown was really good last night. Oh, are you talking about Nakamura? Not speaking English? Yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's, he's a good heel. He's really figured it out. Yeah, it's, they've got or they've everyone's really figured it out. He's he's great. He really reminds me of somebody. It really reminded me of somebody in that promo, and I can't remember. I can't put my finger on who it was, but um, yeah, he's. I, I'm really enjoying it. His um, his match style uh, lends itself more to being a heel too. Yeah, All for sure. Sort it's of so brutal violent. strikes and yeah. yeah, just like the preening and stuff in mm-hmm. the ring. It's like it's natural for him. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think what 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 really what one of the things I loved about him as a babyface was that it was unusual that yeah. he could do all that stuff and still get the crazy reaction. Um, because we don't want people to fit in distinct molds. But you're right. I mean, for, without a doubt. Um, so that was our big championship match of the night, and then we follow that up with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus KO, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. What the fuck? <laughs> um, like, literally. And we talked about Roman and Samoa Joe, so we can just, you know, kind of segue into Raw. I don't know. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley is like the super friends, or is like the the fake mega powers, or whatever, is just like such a... Such a silly, I don't, I don't know. I don't either. As I watched SmackDown last night, man, and we, I think somebody mentioned this earlier, it, it, just the roster is just stacked with so many people right now that could be carrying the top belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, is literally, where do you put people? Like, why Braun Strowman is not the universal champion makes no sense on this earth to yeah. me. He was, like, so hot for so long, and then all of a sudden it was just like, all right, well, let's give you the tag team titles with a kid, which was awesome. But then, like, you know, like, what are you doing with Braun Strowman at this point? He is, like one of the most over guys and now you've got him in like a tag team situation well, with here's, Bobby Lashley here's the trick with Braun Strowman you put the belt on him then what who's he wrestle well there's nobody big enough to be a credible challenger on the heel side they're yeah. all cowardly heels it could be yeah. Bobby Lashley it so should we, be Bobby so we finally Lashley. got to know Bobby Lashley on Monday night <laughs> well we got to know his sisters <laughs> after weeks after weeks of everybody including us including uh, Kenny Herzog on our site uh, like every everybody talking about like why are we supposed to care about this guy WWE just brought him back they got a pop hasn't and then, that always been the problem with Bobby Lashley is though why yeah. do you why do you care about this guy there's literally nothing remarkable but about instead him of making us care physique. yeah yes. instead of making us care about him because of the storyline that he's in we're supposed to care about him because he has a good relationship with the sisters or something that goes back to my point that there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what people are attracted to that are wrestling fans Braun Strowman told a story about trying to murder a bunch of kids <laughs> in a treehouse, and people are like, yeah, kill those kids. But, but you say Bobby Lashley loves his sisters, and you're like, he's supposed to be cool? That's not what people who watch wrestling want to see. They want to see violence. They don't want to see it from Bobby Lashley. They want to see it from Daniel Bryan, maybe, but they don't well, want Daniel to see Well, Daniel Bryan that. is a different story because he's a small guy. He's right. got a real good story. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like... Lashley looks like a monster. Yeah, so, so you play him. Exactly, yeah. Or even if, yeah, if you're going to have him be a baby face, I mean, like, the, the it's in, in 2018, you got to, I understand, he's, he's filling a little bit of the Brock Lesnar role in Brock's absence and a little bit of the, you know, 
let's keep Vince happy with these muscly guys role that every you know that that must be a part of the calculus. <clears throat> but why not just put him in there with the top workers and just say and you know, I mean Daniel Bryan's on the other show, but have somebody like you know Rollins or somebody just cut a promo on him, just like yeah, you look great in the mirror, I'm sure, but like you, you got to prove yourself, and this is this is a different WWE than the one you left, and just have him like just go out there and work and see what happens. Yeah. That'd be good. I would be for that. Um, I'm reading the WWE.com breakdown uh, of, of this Bobby Lashley, Renee Young interview. It says, in a sit-down interview with Renee Young, Lashley gave the WWE Universe a look at his upbringing, specifically his relationship with his three sisters, from the oldest sibling who would chase him with a broom to the youngest whose retaliation to a little brother prank from Lashley left a superstar with a permanent scar. Lashley spoke, spoke glowingly of his family history. And though he promised, quote, a lot of fun for his, quote, extended family in the WWE universe, he ended the interview with a personal message of love to his sister. Good God. So the only way this is ever going to work is if on next week's show you find out that he actually murdered them all in yes. a treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> or his sisters are like, they're two dancing girls and they come to the ring with him. Right. Like Shelton Benjamin brought his mom to right. the ring, you know what I mean? Yeah, Bobby Lashley and his three sisters could be a good gimmick. It's the Rosati sisters from Primetime Wrestling. They're um, dead. I'm sure they're dead. No. I'm sure they're doing fine. Are they alive? I don't know. Um, I'll look all up. right, before we move on, let's take a quick break. This is J.J. Reddick here to talk to you about the J.J. Reddick Podcast, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Currently, I play in the NBA for the Philadelphia 76ers, but you may know me from my previous teams, the L.A. Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Orlando Magic, or from my college days at Duke University. Being a professional basketball player, I have a great opportunity to talk to a lot of interesting people, and the podcast is a place where I can share those conversations with you, the listener. On my show, I sit down with athletes, celebrities, and a variety of other special guests. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the J.J. Reddick Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. The other big thing that happened on Raw, uh, I mean, the, the sort of organizing principle of Raw and SmackDown, where people started qualifying for Money in the Bank. And mm-hmm. it looks like now, um, no matter what you think about Paige as SmackDown GM, I don't know if anybody's dogged her on this show, but I, of my in my wider circle of wrestling friends, there's a pretty mixed you know feelings about Paige's new role. She explained Money in the Bank a lot better than Kurt Angle did this week. <laughs> yeah, there was still there were still some moments where I was like, mm, "You're just not ready. Like you're not fully invested." But in she's this, growing into it more quickly. Yet. That the, the, when she was did her backstage segment with the former members of Absolution, I thought that was good. Like she's 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 finding the rhythm, I think. But anyway, she uh, we're gonna have one men's Money in the Bank match, one women's Money in the Bank match, both across brands. And then, so there'll just be two briefcases floating around, which is great. WWE has enough trouble differentiating between storylines. We don't need four briefcases in oh, the world. Oh, God, no. Although, there have been rumors that there will be a tag team Money in the Bank match as well. Which is weird that they haven't announced it yet, but they've had tag teams cutting those like backstage promos about the match. Maybe it's just because they need some of those tag teams to to be in the, the singles qualifying matches. Right, right. Or um, is this too much too soon? Because it's not until like mid June, right? Yeah, it's a ways off. Yeah. So, um, Ember Moon is in on the women's side. She defeated Sasha Banks and Ruby Riot. I think that's a kind of unquestionably uh, good choice. Yeah, and, and also on the women's side, you, I mean, in all of these matches, it sort of felt like there were some. There, I mean, there were going to be some opportunities for some of the losers to win their way back in, yeah. right? 
for sure. There's got. I'm, I'm sure there'll be like a wild card play in. You know, um, there just aren't enough like over women on the roster to have eight people and keep out Sasha Banks. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Unless they finally, you know, unless they put her and Bailey in a singles match well, on the right. show or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. So I mean, you've definitely. What do we got? Let's talk about that. We got Ronda Rousey for sure. She's not going to be in it. No, no, she's gonna be she's in the not event. ready to be in that match. Come on. She's not ready to be well, in a ladder no, match. They could, book it. They, could, they could have her start the match and everybody teams up on her and she just gets put through a table and that's where she spends Isn't the whole she match. she the most likely person to carry that briefcase around for a year? No though? way, dude. She is that's a really not... good question. I don't. I would say no, but I, but I sort of agree with you, Steve. I mean, I don't... I, I think that she would... I just don't think you're going to keep her like on the sidelines for very much longer because you know how you learn how to do a money in the bank ladder match doing one by doing a money in the bank ladder yeah. match. Yeah, I mean, at least you can hide her deficiencies in a match if like that. If you're she paying climbs somebody the ladder that kind of, while somebody's grabbing that briefcase and just like cold cocks them off the thing, she and then, takes one bad bump. That's what. I was, yeah, yeah, if you're paying somebody that much money and who's not really been doing it for a long time, are you really going to let them climb a twenty foot ladder? One bad bump. But can I just say though, let's be honest about some of the people who are going to be in that money in the bank ladder match I, I i i'm not sure that like we're you know judging by like experience and talent sure Men, men's and women by the way like yeah, there are oftentimes I'll, people who get in these matches that don't know how to take bumps split their heads open get kicked off of a thing you know it's sure. part of what you signed up for you sure. can't protect her forever yeah but you she know? is like the biggest investment they have besides brock lesnar yeah but they drove him through a like a cage wall yeah but he's, he weighs like guys. 900 pounds that guy's that, unbreakable. That was like the worst bump I've ever it was seen a bad bump. for both of them. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to side. I have to take us back to the Bobby Lashley conversation just to read this Kyle Lewis tweet that Jim just sent me. Kyle, who's who tweets it, keep it five star. Just said uh, Bobby Lashley just took us all on the worst first date conversation, ever, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is about the most so accurate true. reading of that as possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte is in. Charlotte's in. Uh, Ember Moon is in. You got to yeah. assume Oscar. Oscar will be in. Yeah. I. I mean, Becky Lynn. It's, Becky this is an obvious Lynn. thing, but the Iconics are really good. They're Peyton so Royce good. looks like. I mean, she has some. She has some sort of like. She's not a hundred percent there in the ring, but like for the most part, she's really, really competent. I never was in it. I never really was an NXT guy for those two. Yeah. I have to say, just something about it didn't ever. I think it was because they came in right after all those great women left, yeah. and it sort of like showed their deficiencies a little mm-hmm. bit. But I agree with you; they've really like sort of like owning it ever since they've been up. It was almost too you, goofy. You can't spell yeah. iconics with two eyes. That's just <laughs> like it looks fine on the T-shirt, but it looks ridiculous when you type it out. It looks like it's it's Ilonix or Ilcon. Like it, there's something wrong. It looks yeah. like a disease, which is what a lot of people. Pointed out, yeah. This yeah. Is, it's the only. This may be the only example of uh, of a gimmick that I think would have been better off if it was spelled in like the '90s wrestling way with yeah. like two X's on the yeah, end right. instead of the. It, actually, that would work in a lot of different ways. But yeah, mm. um, but yeah, That's I mean, it's uh, the, it just looks so dumb. But but aside from that, they're great incredible. Work yeah, they cut great promos. They actually yeah. made me laugh last yeah. night. They make you laugh, and they all and, they, they can wrestle. and they're and they're yeah, they're not just. Comedy in the ring. No, Billy Kay. Billy Kay is actually really good. I knew and it they, would work the from that, that beat down on Charlotte. It yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. that felt and like just, a good beat. Just down. having yeah. like a totally different look for the women's division is. I mean, it's it's not like you know a, an earth changing character shift, but but it's just it feels like there's something different that yeah. they can really contribute. So that's yeah. great. Um, so wait, who else is in? Ember Moon is in. Charlotte's in. That's, that's all we know it, on the women's it. side so far. Yep. Yeah. And then on the men's side, um, it's almost done. 
Yeah. Okay. Who? Wait. Who? Who? Who got it? I'm trying to take this from the beginning of the show, but now it's, oh, everything's Braun out of order. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Braun uh, Strowman beat Miz, KO. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. That was a fun match. That was a fun match. Um, right guy went over. Yeah. Yeah. How many? I mean, we can talk. We can talk shit about about uh, Roman Reigns to start every show, and we'll be fine. But he's once again his most important role is putting Finn Balor over, basically, <laughs> like making you surprised that Finn Balor wins matches. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a really fun match, and I and I that was weirdly like the best possible use of all of them. And Sami Zayn, you know, sometimes looks silly when he's when he's you know working offense on Bobby Lashley or whatever. Yeah. But he was perfect in that match. That was he he was really believable the whole way through. And I and he's obviously a fantastic worker. You have to yeah. feel like Baron Corbin's probably going to be in that match. Right? I don't think so. No. Well, it's it's a, there is a size question. No, Jose, no way, Jose, at that pay per view, buddy. If Bra- oh yeah, well, Bra- if Braun true. if Braun is in and the Miz is in, I mean, the Miz has worked a lot of ladder matches, but like we we need some high flyers. Now. I actually oh, had a little in, premonition right? last night while or on I guess it was Monday. Well, no, yeah, Monday night. Uh, that promo pack that they run about the Miz winning Money in the Bank and then going on to like win the championship, it was a yeah. little too like it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Yeah, like that it that it becomes later part of a bigger promo package. That's a good point. Of like because, a second win for him because to me he's a great guy to have that briefcase right now. Oh, absolutely. Because he, he, you don't have, have a belt. Exactly. And I was talking to somebody about this. You have to. I have a. I feel very strongly that like certain guys will just look too silly carrying around the briefcase. Like Strowman. <laughs> yeah, Strowman. I mean, Strowman. They it worked the a, comedy angle so yeah. much that you could do something, but like. Like Finn Balor does not need to be carrying around a briefcase. <laughs> no. He'd be the perfect guy, but he's like a guy walking around in his underwear. Why, like what, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not really. It looks like maybe he, if they gave him a leather briefcase to match his jacket or something. He got but to like, be like a black Money in the Bank case. Like, uh, like he woke up after a long night at a strip club, right. and he has work the next day, but he didn't bring any pants. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, that's exactly yeah, what I was work. thinking. Uh, but uh, they, oh, and Rusev is in this too, by the way. Oh right, Rusev. Rusev. Oh right, Daniel fantastic work for Rusev. Um, it's. I mean, the fact that they have the green. It's going to be a green. I mean, it is a green briefcase. Yeah, the green. women's is white, but it's it's just one. I mean, it, again, little. It doubles down a little bit on the comedy scale. You know, with the gold briefcase, you could kind of Seth Rollins could kind of carry that off. Right. Um. So I. Th- I mean, I'm sure that's not really part of their calculus, but I. But I feel very strongly about it. The Miz would be perfect. I think it's a good call, and I. I just. I don't know what it was about that promo. It was just like a little too on the nose, and it. Felt, like I said, it felt like a larger package. You're right because they yeah. don't have to. I mean. They, there's no need to do that now. No, that could be in any of the run-up packages or whatever. But like the Miz is, I mean, the the Miz is a headliner. Yeah. So it, they don't need to remind us that it's possible. If you were a returning guy, or if you were a young guy that had won and kind of gone gone back down the the roster or something. It, yeah, but it's been eight years. That's the thing. It's been eight yeah, but he's years. a headliner now. I mean, it, it's, but he hasn't had the belt since then. He's yeah. been the champion one time. I kind of think. Yeah, but like he's. I mean, he's I had the he's title. I think he's due. I mean, I honestly, because you you got to pay that off because it is true. He was the MVP last year, and he is incredible right now. And he carried that championship, and he made it relevant. And all those things he says, why it's working so well is because he's being himself, and he's being it's it's real. <laughs> he's. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna make a prediction right now, guys. Let's hear it. Let's, Let's hear do it. it. The Miz, Daniel Bryan. For the title at WrestleMania, yeah. I was I was just about to say, Ooh. as much as we all want Miz versus Brian, it would be so much more meaningful if they found a way to sort of like avoid it happening until yeah. Miz grabs the belt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Imagine if he like won Money in the Bank, cashed in down. that night, you know, cashed in really quickly, and then he's like, "There's no one to take me on," and Daniel Bryan comes out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't really stretch it out to WrestleMania, but. I you have like Brian finally win the Rumble, by the way, too. Yeah. Let him finally win a Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. If Miz just avoiding, wins the title and then avoids Daniel Bryan. He's already he's already ducking him. He's been ducking him the entire time. Yeah. So I think it's it feels like something they want to stretch out for a long time. Yeah. Um, at least till SummerSlam. <laughs> at least. So, so Strowman will be, Strowman has the role of the guy who like throws ladders with people on them all over the place. Yeah. Um, his, that match with Owens was good, too. Yeah, I, I love seeing Owens do those f- flips. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's so good. Yeah. Those I love that Strowman's checks. gimmick is that he just runs around the ring over and over again like a train. Um, it's, that's fun. Uh, anything else? Uh, did, uh, do we care? Is there any way that WWE could make you care about No Way Jose? Nope. <laughs> Unless he turned heel. And then, and then instead of a Steve's conga thinking, line, it, it's, it's a chain gang. It's such an indie. It's yeah, such an indie gig, it's man. Lame. It's like such a gimmick. I hate for to, like yeah. the indie circuit, but but I do think putting him with Titus Worldwide is actually a smart thing because that is turning into this like almost like the New Day did. It's turning into this like weird. I don't know what it is anymore. I, yeah, I kind of like, feel bad when Apollo Cruz has to dance out. Although you know, Titus, it it fits with Titus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that there's, there is a way forward there. I don't quite know what it is. Um, I also just like the look of Baron Corbin and the revival as a unit. Just, mm, I mean, yeah. there's just something that works about that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we talked about gender. He had a decisive, I mean, a good win over Chad Gable. It was a pretty fun little match. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part of the night was Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus Slater and Rhino because I just love Ziggler and McIntyre so much. Um, it was a nothing match, but it was but like their finisher is great. Their little their teamwork stuff is good. I think that they will if if we do indeed have a tag team Money in the Bank match, they seem like uh, they seem like some you know, odds on favorites. Well, yeah, it's weird to me that there's a lot of tag teams now on Raw. And SmackDown too, and they're just not really pushing those divisions at all right yeah. at this point. It just seems like a waste of talent. Yeah, yeah. We got a weird promo from the uh, Bludgeon Brothers on SmackDown. Um, <laughs> do you think Mojo Rawley uh, answering Seth's open challenge is meaningful at all? Are no. we going to see a Mojo moment? No, because like we're uh, there's like so many other people to get past at this point. This is what I was saying yeah. last night. Like, even if Mojo Raleigh in another world 10 years ago could have been like a top guy, he cannot be a top guy in this company yeah. because for everything he does well, there's another person that does all of it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love his energy, but like, what's a hype, bro? You know, like, what are we doing? Like, it just, I, I was thinking that during the match, I was just like, what do you do with this guy? Like, what do you do with this guy? Because there's there's 30 people in line ahead of this yeah, guy. You literally have to be well, remarkable and one of a kind to that, get over. And you can't, a, you can't, you, you know, who are you going to bring out for the first, you know, Rollins sort of challenge? Like, that's where you start. A J you start Brown. with Mojo Rollins. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I, f- I feel bad calling him that. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure. He, yeah. he might have listened to the show. Well, okay, so that's sense. a hypothetical what do you do with him. We actually have a concrete what do you do with him, and that's Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, who seem to be on the verge of debuting a new <laughs> team name slash maybe gimmick change. Let them carry around hammers, too. Why not? It worked for those other guys. Hammer match. <laughs> um, always fun to see Bo and uh, Bray in the ring together, um, especially when we're like, Kind of openly acknowledging that Bo Dallas is a famous wrestler's son, but Bray Wyatt is, is not. So, yeah, separately. Um, we talked about the main event. 
yay for Finn Balor. Um, it'll be fun to see where we go with Owens and Zayn from here. Although I don't know if them just fighting again is what <sighs> we have in the off. And maybe they're maybe they'll be in the tag team match. Maybe yeah. I mean that that could be a lot of fun. That feels like a good good zone for them. Although right if now. we have them in the tag match, we're gonna have a lot of actual tag teams left out of that. We're, we're counting all these sort of new mashup yeah. tag teams. Yeah. Um, it's too bad Braun Strowman's in the singles one. They should bring him back for the tag team. Just to wrestle by himself. Or him and a child. Yes, another child. Yeah! <laughs> Kill those kids! Uh, by the way, that's obviously on the list what I was talking about earlier of things that are only do, they're only doing for kids. You know, yeah. that they just don't care what we adults think about it, which is fine. Um, SmackDown, uh, we talked about a lot of this. Miz over Jeff Hardy. Charlotte Flair over Peyton Royce. Cesaro over Xavier Woods. That's sort of an interesting, and they're doing something with the bar now. They're sort of at, at odds with each other. Yeah. Um, well, Cesaro would be a great ladder match competitor, but I'm guessing that's not in the cards right now. I'm going to go back to something I just said two minutes ago. What do you do with Cesaro and Sheamus as singles competitors right now? Well, like, Sheamus's career is on borrowed time. Right. Like, where do you go? I don't know what, what Cesaro's next move is if they break them up. He's got enough obvious physical talent and enough charisma to be in WWE but to your point like hey man there's like 12 guys like there's yeah. like some really good dudes I, I totally agree Dolph Ziggler I, I is I just a standing don't think right Smackdown, there I mean Smackdown's uh, you know loaded at least loaded with guys who we'd be interested in seeing work together like maybe we'll get a North American championship belt in WWE yeah. and then we can like throw these guys into that world send some like, of them back to NXT I just don't think that we're, I don't think it's that I don't think it's that complicated to get Cesaro in a feud with like whoever AJ or Nakamura, whoever is not the champion, you know, or it's, there's a lot of ways that you could just kind of get them in the mid upper mid card for a pay-per-view and see how it goes. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, cause everybody loves him. It just feels like he's had that chance, you know, when he was competing for the IC title and it just didn't really click, but he's, but he's come a long way. I mean, I think you got to look at him being in the bar as being like a growing experience for him. And also they were making him wear a beret and shit back then. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, look, he's, he's still a cheese dick at the end of the day. No, I love you, Cesaro. Uh, but, like, he he's cheesy. Like, well, even that's his what, promos are like, he's... he's <laughs> well, he is Swiss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> he's know. back. Oh, that, that was man. a Gouda joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like, I just... Well, you can't sell him as the cool guy. Yeah, that's why it doesn't work. When they tried to do the like whole Swiss Superman, like changed up James his ring Bond gear, thing. that was yeah. horrific. Yeah. It didn't work. The suits never fit because he had to rip them off, so he just looked stupid. Right. The yeah. bar, the bar works because it's funny. He's funny. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But he's also a badass in the ring. So for I sure, just find some way to sort of channel that. Yeah, yeah, it's just that he can't cut a promo and still seem tough. No, which is the problem. And every WWE superstar who's on top, who's a, a big draw, either seems tough or seems angry. And the Miz Cesaro actually is tough. Yeah, I know he is, but he has to communicate that. Like, you know, you're an actor. Yeah. You, you can look <laughs> any way you want, but if you don't communicate that shit, I it always work. want to play the bad guy. You know why I never get to play the bad guy? Because when I walk in, they go, oh, this looks like a nice guy. Yep. But the reality is, is you I'm need a actually scar. a prick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing they need to know. You need to just give oh, the them... the word like, is out, my friend. The, just, the word is out. Just date more casting directors. Yeah. No just, uh, yeah. Just, we, we, gotta, we just gotta go the wrestling route with you. Like, if it's not working now, let's put you in some face paint, 
You right. know, let's uh, right. let's give you like a crazy mohawk. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things we could do. Yeah, I got to harden myself up a little bit, grow this beard out a little more. Um, Mandy Rose in her non-absolution debut with some uh, new a new ring entrance for 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 someone who was surprised that she was being split up from her tag team partner or her stable mate. She was very ready with that uh, with that ring entrance style. Well, she didn't seem poses. totally ready. She seemed like maybe she memorized the moves of her entrance that night. Oof. It was just like her sort I of like staccato. I thought she was good. That, she'll be fine. She's going to be fine. I think she's a good wrestler. She's got a good look, which is like wrestling fan uh, code for I think she's hot. <laughs> uh, I, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. It's an interesting choice for a gimmick. But I think it fits her. The valet said she reminded her in the face of uh, Lisa Marie Presley, but she doesn't. She had her of uh, wait, who is that? Elvis's wife or his yeah. daughter? No, no his... Anne Margaret. Yeah, there's a definitely an old Hollywood sort of like your face is like Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Pris- Presley, yeah. yeah. But yeah. That, that that sort of old Hollywood sort of uh, like your face is is airbrushed to the point where you just have like two big eyes and uh, you know, and but she's like she's very pretty. Yes, she's very pretty. Um. And she's pretty That's good. That's all I got to say about that, guys. Becky Lynch, uh, I hope this is a storyline. That's all I got to say about that. Um, and then Rusev over Daniel Bryan. What do we think, guys? Oh, I think it's good because, uh, you, I don't know. I th- Rusev needed a big win. Rusev needed a big win. And it also, like, I saw some people online, I won't say who, like, freaking out about Marks. the Daniel Bryan thing. Friggin' Marks. Like, he lost a match. And they're losing their minds. He lost a match to your favorite guy, right. Rusev, right. who hasn't won a match in and like three months. And let's be honest, one of Daniel Bryan's, I mean, greatest attributes right now is that people care about his matches. And exactly. so when he loses, like people get, I mean, it's fine. You should be upset. It's how you Rusev build him up again is to like have him get the shit kicked out of him for a year, and yep. he like everybody starts to lose faith. And maybe it was a, a, a you know, a, just something that happened, like a magic moment. It's never yeah. going to happen again. He's washed up. He's washed up. You'll never have anything. I mean, it's frankly, it's conceivable that he actually is. I mean, he's not. But like you take that kind of layoff, that kind of time off at that age. Like, you know, there's. But dude, like the greatest Royal Rumble match, like he literally was in the whole damn thing and got the life beat out of him. Yeah. Like got the snot beat out of him. Yep. And he's, you know, back the next night. Like, hey. How's it going? You got yeah, I don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he's washed. I no, mean, I don't think is, so either. I'm just saying, like that's a believable story. It could be a kayfabe like, thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I yeah. I, I, I thought it was fun. I'm glad yeah. that Rusev's in, and Daniel Bryan will obviously have a match at Money in the yeah, Bank. Exactly. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be taking bumps off a ladder. No, he doesn't need to be in that match. He doesn't need to be taking bumps off a ladder. No, he's over forever for the rest of his life. Yeah. And Rusev badly needed a big win on television. Big time. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? We can talk about Mandy Rose some more. Do you just want to like record a post show segment where you just monologue for a while? Just talk about Mandy. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That'd be weird. Um, I'm, I'm just scanning the news right now. Of course, Jericho went back to New Japan. I promised someone on Twitter that I would mention New Japan once on the show, and I did. There you go. Uh, Go- um, Golden Lovers t-shirts are in Hot Topic. Oh, I got to go get one. How Not about only that, that? I, went, I, w- I was at the mall this weekend. I'm a big mall connoisseur. Oh Lord. There's not. There's like four hot topics now. There's like and every and I mean there's multiple stores of them all. Spencer's I didn't realize was still around or oh, maybe yeah. it's back. And they all have a wrestling T-shirt like subsection. Yeah. Uh, Spencer had a great like shirt of the the that famous like poster of Macho Man on the beach in jeans oh, like God, looking at the sunset. One. That's just like that, that giant rules. printed on the shirt. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of reasons to go to the mall now if you're a wrestling yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, but Golden Lovers, like, yeah, that's a pretty big one. That's, we're not it's talking it's Bullet big. Club here. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that it's it's a good shirt too. So there you go. There's another Japan. They didn't even have one at uh, at the New Japan Long Beach show. A Golden Lovers shirt. I was very disappointed. Wow. And you sure didn't just sell out? Yeah, because I was there super duper early, bud. Um, I believe you. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thank you guys for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Problem. fantastic. I think back. what we've learned this week is that uh, this is the we, best lineup. We yes, the we, original uh, Four Horsemen lineup. Right yeah. here. Um, we miss Steve Kazee more than we could have possibly known. Um, we're gonna are we gonna miss you next week? Are you gone next week? Show? Yeah, I'm gonna be in Houston, Texas. <laughs> Steve, you want to come back? Basketball game there? Yeah, there's basketball there. It's uh, just... Rockets Warriors game one. Bud. Oh, I'll be there for you. Just going for the club scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to party. Yeah, man, I'll come back. You, I'll, you know, I've I've missed talking wrestling. I've got nobody to talk to. We got to get you in here with. Skyler. Oh yeah, you mean the guy who like has usurped me now? Yeah, this exactly. is the problem with he bringing stole your friend gimmick. on. I think he stole my gimmick. Yep, take him I'm out. Coming for you, Skyler. Take him out. Oh my man. gosh, this will be the match of the century. Um, I can't wait. We'll be back here next week. Um, until then, apologies to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. A lot of Fandango in there. That was great. (laughs) Um, What the fuck? Oh, Lord.